Let me add my welcome to, to Gordon this morning. It's nice to see you. This is your first time to Harvest there. It's great to have you with us. And we give you a, a really warm welcome. We're going to be looking at Psalm 1 this morning, so I just invite you to, to, to look up Psalm 1. If you're using the Black Bible in your chair, it's page 418. I'll give you just a couple of seconds to, to look that up. 418. Psalm 1 is, a, is, a, is a, a chapter in the Psalms that describes the way of the righteous and the way of the wicked, and there's a lot of contrast run through it, and just want to take a look at that this morning as we step into a new year, into 2024. So let's read God's word together. Verse 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He, that is the blessed man, is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Let's just bring our time to the Lord before we get stuck in around that psalm. Father, we just thank you for your goodness to us. And we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you that your word is living. We thank you that your word is active. And as we would look at your word this morning, we pray that you would be with us. We pray that we would know your voice speaking to us. We need your help. We ask you, Lord, to be with us now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Born on the 13th of February, 1974, this British singer and songwriter went on to be, and still is, one of the top-selling artists today. At age 16, he exploded onto the scene, founding one of the most famous boy bands in the world. In 1996, he launched his solo debut album. He's had seven UK number ones. 13 of his 14 albums have reached number one in the UK. And he broke a record, a world record, by selling 1.6 million tickets in a single day for his Close Encounters tour. This is a man that the world would say is blessed. He has everything, he's got it all. He's got the fame, he's got the fortune. But I want you to listen to his reflections in his recent Netflix documentary, talking about his restless sleep pattern. This is what this guy says. Four hours of tossing and turning, dealing with amorphous blob of stuff, dealing with fear, shame, pain, and all gamuts of human emotions. The past has got me in a headlock. Does that sound like a blessed man? His name, Robbie Williams. Let me contrast this to a young man who came to know the Lord in his 20s. Listen to his testimony. I became a new creation in Christ. The old way of life was gone. My new life begun. 
This man didn't go on to achieve fame or fortune. He earned a meagre, modest living, working as a miner. And his newfound faith led him into isolation and rejection with his family. He was one of eleven. He knew all about the struggles of growing up. He knew about the struggles of raising children. But his joy was found in the Lord. And his life was rooted in God's word. And it brought a steadfastness in the extreme situations in life. He remained unshaken. His delight was reading God's word. His name, William Payton. In the world's eyes, just an ordinary man. For some, a strange man because of his faith. But listen, in God's eyes, this was a man who was blessed, as we read in Psalm 1. He was blessed. In Psalm 1, we have various contrasts. We have the way of the righteous man. We have the way of the wicked man. We have godly counsel. We have ungodly counsel. We have spiritual health and fruitfulness. And we have spiritual barrenness and dead. We have eternal life versus eternal punishment. The writer goes on to say, blessed is a man. What is the writer saying when he says, blessed is a man? Well, ultimately, the psalmist is talking about the man or the woman who has been made right with God. The man or the woman who have been made right with God. This is a man or a woman who knows what it is to have their sins forgiven, to be released from the shame, the condemnation, and the guilt of sin. This is a man or woman who knows what it's like to be adopted into God's family. No longer enemies of God, but children of God. This is a man or woman who has the hope of eternity in their hearts. They no longer live in fear of death. This is a man or woman who enjoys the peace of God, who enjoys the protection of God, who enjoys the presence of God in this life. These are blessings that the world cannot give. These are blessings that Robbie Williams does not have. These are blessings that William Payton did have and these are blessings that we can have if we belong to the Lord. So the big response this morning from this psalm is this. To be a man or a woman who is rooted in God's word and who is transformed by God's word. Rooted in God's word, transformed by God's word. There's three aspects I just want to go through with you briefly this morning, just as we look at this blessed man or blessed woman. First thing I want to look at is this. The blessed man delights in God's word. Let me say that again. The blessed man delights in God's word word. Firstly the psalmist deals with this whole question of counsel. Where do we go to get our counsel? Where will we seek our counsel? What will the godly man or the godly woman where, what will they allow to shape their thinking? To shape their direction and their behaviours? Notice if you read with me in verse 1 and 2 there's two types of counsel. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers. 
There's the way of the wicked. There's the counsel of the ungodly. And the second type of counsel is his delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight is in God's word. Counsel from God's word. Let's just look at the, the worldly counsel. And just notice from this psalm here that there's a clear warning, isn't there? That the godly man or the godly woman stays away from the counsel of the wicked. You know, we live in a world, don't we, that is full of guidance, that's full of advice, that's full of direction. It's unlimited, isn't it? We get it in our social media platforms, what the latest views are. We get it in our TVs, we get it in our internet, we get it in our magazines, and all the various media outlets. And all these things are trying to shape what we think, who we are, where we're going, what the advice is, what the counsel is. Even in our schools today, we're seeing active counselling on matters such as sexuality, such as gender identity, such as marriage. And very often, the counsel that we get from ungodly sources, they will take us away from God. They're contrary to what God's word says. Notice there's also a subtle progression here. Blessed is a man who walks. It starts off by walking. And I think there's a warning here from the psalmist to us this morning to say, look, stay away from ungodly counsel. Watch that you don't get sucked in. Now think about it, this idea of walking. You're not staying it's perhaps you're beginning just to think through some of the counsel that you're picking up from your um, social media. You're beginning to consider it. You're not fully bought into it yet. But it's beginning to make you question that God's way is perfect because there's an alternative view out there. The next progression we see is standing nor stands in the way of sinners. When you're standing, you're beginning to linger, aren't you? You're beginning to hang around. You're beginning to become more familiar with what the world has got to say. And perhaps you're beginning to think, you know, this seems a much better way than God's way. Much better than what I can find in God's word. And then there's step three. Before you know it, you're sitting. You're now comfortable with the counsel that you're getting from the world. You're now relaxed. You're now bought in, you're now believing, you're now convinced that this is the correct way to go, even when it's contrary to God's word. We learn this lesson from Lot, don't we? Remember Lot, when he looked to Sodom and Gomorrah, and he seen the lush and the watered plains, and his heart desired for that. He then camped outside of Sodom and Gomorrah, before long, he's in the middle of Sodom and Gomorrah. He's sitting amongst the counsel of the ungodly. So Christian this morning, watch what counsel you take. Go to God's word. Avoid the counsel of the world. And regrettably, we're seeing this in our churches, aren't we? Our churches are losing confidence in what God's word says. And instead, they're aligning to the modern trends of the world. 
they're allowing themselves to be guided and be counselled by the world rather than by God's word. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, who does not stand in the way of the sinners, who does not sit in the seat of scoffers. So there's the ungodly counsel that we find out there readily available to us. But then there's the counsel of God's word. And this is where the godly man or woman should be investing in. They should be investing in God's word, delighting in God's word, seeking their guidance and their counsel from God's word. You see, to the godly man or woman, God's word is treasured. It's precious. Listen to the words of Psalm 119. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I gain understanding, therefore I hate every false way. God's word to the believer should be sweet. It should be precious. It should be treasured. But more than that, to the godly man or woman, God's word is sufficient for life. It's sufficient for all our needs. Everything that we need for this life, all the guidance, all the direction is found in God's word, the Bible. We read this in 2 Timothy, don't we? Chapter 3, 16 to 17. God's word is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, training, and equipping. God's word is sufficient for all of life. And with such a high view, the godly man, the godly woman, will give God's word the highest priority in their lives. Did you notice But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. This whole idea of meditating in God's word, it's not just a quick read. It's meditating. It's intentional study. It's lingering in God's word. It's allowing God's word to shape you. It's digesting what God's word has to say for your life and for your family's life, and allowing his word to shape your thinking, your decisions, your attitudes, your words, your actions, your affections, and your motives. So as we move into 2024, let me encourage you to be careful where you will seek your counsel this year. Avoid the counsel of the wicked, Flee to the word of God for your counsel and for your guidance. Secondly, let me encourage you to delight in God's word. Make God's word a delight. Treasure it. Make reading his word a priority in your life. Day by day, come to his word. Allow his word to shape your thinking, your actions. Ponder his word. Take it into your day. Allow it to shape your decisions. And thirdly, let me encourage you to sit beneath the teaching of God's word Sunday by Sunday, small group by small group. Make gathering together for Bible teaching a priority in your life in 2024. 
whether it's in this church, whether it's in another church, make sure you're sitting under sound teaching. We put out a, an email, I don't know whether some of you guys have caught this email, but it's a really helpful email, it's like Bible reading and prayer guide, um, and it's meant to give you different resources that you can think about as you um, plan for 2024. Um, there's some various Bible reading plans here, um, there's some devotional books, etc. really encourage you to look at it if you haven't read it, and intentionally think, how am I going to come to God's word this year? Am I going to treasure his word? Am I going to invest in his word? That will be helpful for you. So I commend that and recommend that to you. So firstly, the blessed man delights in God's word. Secondly, the blessed man is rooted in and transformed by God's word. Let me read verses 3 to 4 with you. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither and all he does he prospers. The wicked are not so but they are like chaff that the wind drives away. The psalmist paints a beautiful picture here doesn't he of what the blessed man or woman will look like as they delight in God's word. It's a picture of spiritual life, spiritual health and fruitfulness. And this tree is planted by fertile ground and it's pushed its roots deep down and it's nourished by the streams of water. You see, this is a tree that will stand firm and strong in the storms of life. The roots are deep, so it will stand firm and strong, but also this is a tree that will produce fruit in season. And it's a tree that doesn't wither we did a little bit of an experiment this year. This is the reason for this concerta. Now, Sudi and myself don't have a good record of house plants because you don't get the same rain indoors as you do outdoors. Or maybe it's more than me than Susie. But anyway, if you look at this plant, we've tried to sort of cradle this through since we got it at the beginning of December, but look, it's fruitful, isn't it? Look at the flower. The roots, I guess, are fairly strong. So just a little picture of what the, 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 the blessed man or the blessed woman looks like. Strong roots and fruitful. You see, when we delight in God's word, when we make God's word our focus, two things happen. One, we develop deep roots. And these roots ensure that we will stand firm even in the fiercest storms of life. And how is that, you might ask, how? Because as we spend time in God's word, we get to know God, don't we? We get to know God's character. We get to know his faithfulness to his people. We get to understand his promises and his promises for his people that he always fulfills and never comes up short. And when we get to know the Lord in a deeper way, our roots go down, and this enables us to trust in him with confidence, even in the most difficult times of life. I'm going to give you one of these little promises for the Lord, and when you read you, put your own name in there when you get to the word you. Isaiah 43, verse 1 and 2, a great promise 
when we're suffering, when we're going through difficult times. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, Derek. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. Is that a sweet promise, or is that a sweet promise for us? Yeah, sweeter than honey. And when our souls anchor on to such promises, our roots are deep, and we stand firm because we trust a faithful God. We don't trust ourselves and how we feel, but we, dis- we trust and we hang on to a God who is faithful. So when we delight in God's word, we will develop good, uh, deep roots, but also when we delight in God's word, we will produce spiritual fruit. You see, as we seek to obey God's word, with the help of his spirit, he transforms us, producing fruit in our lives, making us more like Jesus. Galatians 5 gives us a list of fruit that will resemble as we get more like Christ, as he transforms us. Listen to these. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the sort of fruit our lives will exhibit as we delight in God's word and as we seek to obey God's word with the help of his Holy Spirit. Contrast this, though, to the ungodly. Sam was on to speak about the ungodly being like chaff. Now, this was the best thing I could get for chaff. It was kind of straw out of a hamper box, but... I guess you can see it's dry, it's dead, it's barren, throw up and the wind will blow it away. It's got no root, easily broken. And this is what the psalm says that the ungodly are like. They're like chaff that the wind blows away. They have no roots. They're tossed and they're blown about by the world and what's going on around the world. And when difficult times come, they have no refuge in the almighty, eternal God. They are fruitless, they're barren, they're dead in their sins, the Bible speaks about. Dead to God, living under his judgment and condemnation. What a contrast between the godly man or woman, the blessed man or woman, who's fruitful, healthy, and the ungodly man or woman who is dead in their sins to God. I wonder how your spiritual life is this morning. What's your spiritual health like? What is your spiritual fruitfulness like this morning? Are you rooted? Are you rooted deep within God's word? Are you resting on his precious promises? Are you standing firm in the troubled stormy days? Are you seeking to obey his word with the help of his spirit? Are you growing in the likeness to Jesus? 
Is the fruit that we read about in Galatians 5, is it becoming more and more evident in your life? Again, let me encourage you, as we go into 2024, to delight in God's word and to develop, push down deep roots. Depend on the Lord. Get to know God better and be transformed by his word that you might be more fruitful in where God has planted you in this church, in your workplace, in your neighbourhood, in your families. Allow God's word to transform you, but that only happens when we delight in God's word. It only happens when we come to God's word in humility day by day. Spend time in the scriptures. We see this in the life of Jesus, don't we? He spent much time with the Father in prayer. He spent much time in the Scriptures. He knew the Scriptures. And he displayed the fruit that we've read in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We see that perfectly displayed in his life in the Gospels, don't we? We have his example to follow. But more than that, if we're in Christ this morning... We have his spirit dwelling within us, which enables us to grow fruitful for him. Will it be easy? No. Will it be worthwhile? Absolutely. As we get to look more like Christ and honour our Saviour. So the blessed man delights in God's word. The blessed man is rooted in and transformed by God's word and very quickly. The blessed man is counted as righteous. Read verse 5 and 6 with me. Therefore the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. If you're in Christ this morning, if you belong to Jesus, be encouraged Sam tells us the Lord knows us. The Lord knows the righteous. And you will stand in the congregation of the righteous. Your eternal destiny in heaven is guaranteed. It's secure because of Christ and what he's done for you. No wonder the psalmist calls you this morning blessed. What a blessing it is to have the hope of eternity, to be counted amongst the righteous, to sit in the congregation of the righteous. Unless we get carried away, let's remember this is nothing to do with who we are or what we have done, but it's all to do with Jesus and no one but Jesus because Jesus is the one who has lived that perfect life He's the one who has died and satisfied the demands of God's justice in our place. He is the one who has shed his blood that we might be forgiven, bringing us peace with a holy God, bringing us into the family of God and securing a place in heaven for us. So rejoice this morning, Christian. Let me see a smile. Rejoice this morning, Christian, because this is your hope because of Jesus. You are blessed. If you don't belong to Jesus, 
is a warning here in this psalm, in Psalm 1, verse 5. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment. Very clear from God's word. These are not my words. These are God's words to us this morning. That if we are outside of Christ, that if we haven't trusted in Jesus as our saviour and all that he's done on the cross, we will not stand in the judgment. You see, there's coming a day when the Lord will return. He came 2,000 years ago as a babe to Bethlehem. He will come again as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he will come to judge the whole world. And if you're outside of Christ, the warning from the psalm today is that you will not stand in the judgment. That you will not sit in the congregation of the righteous. But you will perish. And that is the words of this psalm. That you will perish. That you will be lost for eternity. In hell itself. But you know, the great news of Christmas and the great news of the gospel is this. This doesn't need to be your situation. It doesn't need to be your destiny. Because Jesus has come. He has died in your place. He's taken the punishment for your sin. He's shed his blood on the cross. That you might be forgiven. That you might be declared innocent. That you might be counted in the congregation of the righteous and that you might be declared innocent in that final day of judgment. Let me plead with you this morning. If you don't belong to Jesus, flee to him. Repent of your sin, put your faith in Christ and come to him who can forgive you and who can make you counted amongst the blessed. So I wonder... What camp do you belong in this morning? Do you belong in the blessed camp? Or do you belong in the camp of the wicked, the sinners? If you belong in the blessed camp, let me encourage you this morning as you go into a new year. Stop taking counsel from the world and take counsel from God's word alone let me encourage you to delight in God's word come to it day by day develop deep roots as you get to know God and his character and his faithfulness and allow his word to transform you and to make you fruitful and rejoice because you're counted amongst the blessed amongst God's family and if you haven't trusted, as we've said before, let me encourage you to come to Jesus today, to trust in him because he is your only hope for that final day of judgment. He alone can save you. He alone can make you right with God. Let me just close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we rejoice this morning for those of us who are in Christ. We rejoice this morning that we are indeed blessed. And Father, we pray that as we would go into a new year, we ask, Lord God, that we would delight in your word. Father, we pray that you would allow us to develop deep roots, 
And Lord, you would make us fruitful as believers. So Lord, we just pray that you would be with us now and you would bless us. And Lord, you would just help us as we go into this new year. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We have